Shalom, this is Rabbi Ben Newman. Today is day 565 of my daily Zohar reading. I'll be reading today part 2 of the Zohar, page 65b, and only in English today. Um, it corresponds to page 365 of the Pritzker edition Zohar, volume 4, translated by Professor Daniel Matt. Uh, third paragraph. Uh, again, page 356. Alternatively, there is a sickening evil, one who dwells in fine accommodations in his father's house, yet confronts his father with false accusations, clings to that sickening evil like a person lying ill, whose conduct is totally capricious. This I want, that I don't want. Similarly with Israel, the Blessed Holy One carried them on eagle's wings, encircling them with clouds of glory, Shechina journeying before them. He brought down for them manna to eat, brought forth for them sweet water, yet they responded to him with false, false accusations. Immediately, Amalek came. Amalek came. Rabbi Shimon said, Mystery of wisdom. He came from a decree of severe judgment, and a single war took place above and below. You cannot find a word in Torah that does not contain supernal secrets of wisdom linked to the Holy Name. The Blessed Holy One said, as it were, When Israel are virtuous below, my power gains strength over all, and when they are not virtuous, they weaken, as it were, the power above, and the power of severe judgment is strengthened. Come and see, when Israel sinned below what is written, Amalek came and fought with Israel, coming to provoke judgment against compassion, all appearing above and below, Berifidim, at Rifidim, Beripui Yadaim, with slackening of hands, for they slacken their hands from Torah, which is the Blessed Holy One, as we have established. Rabbi Yehuda said twice Amalek waged war against Israel, once here and once, as is written, the Amalek, Amalekite and the Canaanite who dwelled on that mountain came down and struck them and crushed them as far as Hormah, Numbers 14.45. Rabbi Shimon said above and below assailing the Blessed Holy One, above, as has been said, below against the Blessed Holy One, for they seized men and cut them on the sign of holy engraving and took these and threw them upward, saying, Take what you wanted. So in any case, all pertain to the Blessed Holy One. Footnote 558, above and below, above judgment was stimulated and empowered in its struggle with compassion. See above note 556, below, Amalek mutilated some of the Israelites by cutting off the covenantal sign of circumcision, or the phallus, and throwing it mockingly toward heaven. Moses said to Joshua, Choose men for us and go out, battle against Amalek. Exodus 17.9 Now, what did Moses see to make him withdraw from this first battle of the Blessed Holy One? Why did he remove himself? Well, happy is the share of Moses, for he gazed and knew the essence of the matter. Moses said, I will prepare myself for the battle above, and you, Joshua, prepare yourself for the battle below. This corresponds to what is written, When Moses would raise his hand, Israel prevailed. Exodus 17.11 Israel above. Therefore Moses removed himself from the battle below in order to gird himself for the battle above, which would be won through him. Rabbi Shimon said, Now 
Is this battle of Amalek insignificant in your eyes? Come and see from the day that the world was created until that time, and from that time until King Messiah comes, even Gog and Magog, nothing like it exists. Not because of numerous fierce warriors, but rather because on all flanks it affected the Blessed Holy One. Moses said to Joshua, Exodus 17.9, Why to Joshua, not someone else? At that time he was young, as is written, Joshua, son of Nun, a youth. Exodus 33.11, And there were many in Israel mightier than he. However, Moses gazed in wisdom and knew. What did he see? He saw Samael descending from the aspect above to assist Amalek below. Moses said, Surely the battle is fittingly so. Joshua at that time occupied a very high rung. Now if you say that he was situated in Shechina at that time, not so, for she was married and joined to Moses. Consequently, Joshua was joined beneath him. How? Rabbi Shimon said, by that place called Youth. Uh, footnote 563, Joshua at that time occupied a high rung. Joshua was not situated at the level of Shechina since Moses occupied this rung, being the husband of Elohim Shechina. However, Joshua was linked to Shechina from below on the rung of Metatron, chief angel and prince of the world, who was constantly nourished by Shechina and is also known as Na'ar, youth, lad, heavenly servant. This corresponds to what Rabbi Yehuda said. What is the meaning of the verse, Your eyes will see Jerusalem, a tranquil abode, a tent not to be packed up? Isaiah 33.20 Jerusalem above called a tent not to be packed up, no longer going into exile. This is the mystery written. Joshua, son of Nun, a youth, a youth surely, would not depart from within the tent. Exodus 33.11 The one called a tent not to be packed up. This teaches that every single day he would suckle from Shechina, like that youth above, suckling from her continually. Footnote 564, Jerusalem, a tent not to be packed up. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the verse alludes to the heavenly Jerusalem, symbolizing Shechina. She accompanies her people in Israel in exile, but eventually her and their exile will end, and she will no longer have to be constantly on the move. Joshua maintained intimate contact with Shechina, not departing from within the tent, imitating Metatron, the youth above. That's it for today's reading. Happy end of Pesach. Take care.